I'm Janet No, And I'm Andrea Dillon. We are a mother-daughter CPA firm serving the United States business community with tax preparation services, tax planning, tax resolution, assurance and audits, and CFO outsourcing and consulting. Thank you for listening to the WOW podcast, Words of Wealth from CPAs of Florida. Learn more at cpasofflorida.com or call us at 239-936-6144. Hello, hello. If you're listening into my my series, this is uh, this is the the realtor most frequently asked, most 10 frequently asked questions from my real estate agent clients. The one that we are going to talk about today is do I really need to track my miles? So, This question is not even necessarily just for new agents because we see it across the board with our seasoned agents as well. Um, I'm going to go very top level, so just know this is actually a much bigger conversation that you should be having with whoever is your tax advisor. But very top level, you are either able to take your actual car expenses, so that is your gas, your insurance, your maintenance, all the physical, like that money left my bank account costs that go with your car, so actual costs, or the miles that you drive. The IRS has a standard mileage rate every single year. Um, I don't know off the head, top of my head what the 2021 is, but it's usually, it hovers around 54 cents on the mile, give or take a penny. So let's say it's 54 cents on the mile. So if you track your miles, let's say you drove, I don't know, 18,000 miles last year, you would multiply the 54 cent mileage rate times the 18,000 in this example, miles that you drove, there you go, there's your expense. Now you can't do both. You can't take both your actual miles that you drive and the, the, the cost that you go with it because that would be double dipping because the mileage rate from the IRS, that 54 cents and some change, encompasses basically like a national standard. So they've built into it, you know, the what they think you should spend on gas and insurance and maintenance and all that fun stuff. So if you do your actual cost and you do your mileage, you're double dipping, big no-no. So what we're gonna focus on today, because we're talking about miles, is if you are taking your miles and not your actual. Obviously the way you do that is you have to know how many miles you drove for work. It doesn't matter if you, if you don't know. Now, there are a few different ways that you can do this. Um, if you are an old school type of person, you can keep a pen and paper notebook in the glove compartment of your car and every single time you drive somewhere you can pull that out and write it down if you're doing it that way the categories that are really important is you need to know your beginning odometer your ending odometer what you did the date and any notes so for example today is february 10th 2021 my beginning odometer is 35,000. My ending odometer when I'm done working for the day is 35,042 miles. And I was showing properties to my client, Jane Doe, every single time you go. So there are clients who really enjoy that. And I'm really not just speaking to the older population. Um, We have younger clients that just don't rely on technology as much so just across the board so no no stereotypes or judgment here if you don't want to use technology you are welcome to use pen and paper and that is totally fine um now if you are looking for an easier way there are some really great apps out there that can do this for you mile iq is one of them a lot of our clients use that and a lot of our agents use that 
you do have to pay for it. I think it's like five bucks a month, which obviously is a business expense. And what our agents tell us is that something in, and this is not my world, so something in how that app is built, what you are paying for, um, makes it not drain your data. There are free ones. Um, they've told us that a lot of the free ones that they've tried out have drained their data. So just, I, I don't know how that works, but for the $5 a month, just keep that keep that in the back of your head. Now what those, they all, they all kind of work fairly the same, but you basically just like swipe. So you sit down in the car and you swipe to business when you're, you know, you're going to show me a house, so you swipe to business. Maybe we drive around and look at a few properties. We're done, you then need to go pick up your daughter, so you swipe to personal. That's all you have to do is swipe back and forth. It's like that that dating app, um, Tinder. <laughs> you're, you're Tindering your miles. But the, um, the beauty of it as then come tax time, you just go into the little cloud or whatever the, the website housing behind the swiping is. And because it goes through your phone and your phone knows where you are at all times, it creates that same report, you know, the date, the odometer reading and anything like that for you. So you just give that to me or your whoever your, your tax professional is and we're super happy. So the common thing that we see is many of our agents guess. So um, that is a really bad way to do it. If you're going to pick one area to be super, super, super diligent and focused on to be on the ball for your taxes, please let this be that area. Because if you get audited, so hopefully you don't, and hopefully this is a non-issue, but if you, God forbid, get audited one day and the auditor wants to, to, to audit your miles, they're gonna ask to see a mileage log. So if you're using MileIQ, that will be very easy. You'll just go in and you'll find the date range that you need and you know, there you go, it's there. If you're doing it by hand, hopefully you're actually keeping track of it and you go and you copy all the pages and you give those to the auditor. But you have to have one. So for people who are just guessing or who are just eyeballing it or whatnot, if they get audited, they're gonna have to recreate it, meaning they're gonna have to go back and audits are typically a few years later. So that would mean we're in 2021 right now. So let's say 2016 or 17 got audited, you would have to go back to your calendar for that year, pull every single appointment you have, Google every single address and recreate every single mile and likely still miss stuff because you're it's three years later. So let's be real, we're gonna forget things. So you will be hating life if you have to do that. Um, it is so much easier just to get in the habit of creating a mileage log as you go. So whichever way you go, if you're gonna do a handwritten log or if you're gonna do one of the apps, just do whichever way you can stick with and then hold yourself to it because it is really important. It doesn't seem like it is, but it is. It's like the insurance, you know, you have all these insurances and then you hope you never have a problem, but if you have one, you have it. It's like that, it's your insurance for your, your mileage expense on your tax return. Now, I'm gonna take this one step further because we've had something come up in a few audits that I always like to share with clients now. The IRS agents not only like to ask for the mileage log, so that is of course, if you're using MileIQ, it creates it for you. If you're doing it by hand, that's that lovely notebook, your trusty dusty notebook that's in the glove compartment. We have had clients turn those in for audits before, everything is foolproof, and the auditor still rejects it 
because they want to see what they're calling third-party odometer readings. So what that means is you take your car to your mechanic and they do an oil change. And on that oil change invoice, they stamp it with your odometer reading because it's a third party, i.e. it's not you or your husband or whoever it is that wants to service your vehicle because they know how to do it. Um, you can't take a picture of the odometer. That's again, that's you, that's not third party. You go somewhere, it's the dealer, it's your mechanic, it's it's whatever, you go somewhere, they stamp it with the odometer reading and you've got an invoice for that. Um, that's what they wanna see. And they'll wanna see one under audit for the whole year. So they'll wanna, they'll wanna see one in, for example, January and another one in December to show that yes, you have this great mileage log, but we wanna see from a third party source that your car actually went those miles and that you didn't just fictitiously create all of them. So that is how they've decided they're going to check it. So what I like to tell people now, this is actually a great time of year for it because it's February 10th right now. So we're still really early in the year, but I like to tell my clients every December or every January, let's say January, every January, take your car in for something. Um, even if, so like my husband, my car's under warranty, but even, you know, when stuff goes wrong, my husband knows how to do it. So, you know, we save the fee. He knows how to do it. Why pay the mechanic to take care of it? We save those for the things he doesn't know how to do or that they're just, he doesn't have time to do. Um, so even if it's something as simple as an oil change or just a tune-up, like, hey, every January I take my car to my favorite mechanic and I have them just do a once-over, which shouldn't be expensive. I make darn sure they stamp the odometer reading on it because not all mechanics do that and it does you no good if that's not there. It completely defeats the purpose. But if you do that every January, just once a year for what, maybe 150 bucks, depending on what you're doing, now you have your year over year your your third party reading. So if I do that January of 2021 and I do it again in January 2022 and then I need to provide proof that I actually drove those miles, I just pull both of those invoices out and go, here you go. You know, there might be a couple days that are unaccounted for depending on the exact days my car was serviced, but they're all going to be there. So um, that is an easy thing you can do to get in the habit of having the support for it. Just every January, take your car in for something, for whatever you please. Um, I believe that's all I wanted to go through today. So we talked about actual versus mileage, very, very top level, because again, the bulk of this, we were talking about the miles that you drive. So to answer the question of, do I really need to track my miles? The answer is wholeheartedly yes. It is the biggest audit risk on your tax return. It is the most audited area on your tax return. And it is the area that the auditors like to nitpick on. So please do your due diligence. Pick whichever way you want to go. Paper log, Mile IQ, a different app, whatever. There's great technology. Pick which one works for you and please track that. Also get in the habit once a year. Take your car in. Now you've got your third-party odometer readings and you are rocking and rolling on making sure you've got everything audit-proof, as audit-proof as you can, for your mileage. Thank you so much for listening in. And as always, please reach out to me if you have any more questions on this. I'd love to help you. Thank you. I'm Janet Noak. And I'm Andrea Dillon. We are a mother-daughter CPA firm serving the United States business community with tax preparation services, tax planning, tax resolution, assurance and audits, and CFO outsourcing and consulting. Thank you for listening to the WOW podcast, Words of Wealth from CPAs of Florida. Learn more at cpasofflorida.com or call us at 239-936-6144.